Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends the number one worldwide radio show. The show's outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high, you'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude, fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise, it's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great simulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever of John Bell and his family, Stefan Ryback and his family, and the best year ever for all our friends worldwide. Welcome to Joyce, Barry, and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the Hour to Empower with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log into Joyce Barry and Friends.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. You want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com. Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun, and chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and then you will hear from our wonderful guest today. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends, the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best year ever. around the world a very warm welcome to our show and before we start and before I introduce my two guests I have to say a very special mazel tov to our friend Irene Ashery who celebrated her granddaughter's bar mitzvah, mitzvah this past weekend Anna's bar mitzvah and from what my sources tell me Irene 
grandmother uh, was the outstanding superstar of all of that, looking absolutely gorgeous. A special congratulations to you, Irene, and your wonderful family. Okay, having said that, I am very excited, very proud to introduce my first guest. Uh, That would be John Bell. And let me just say this. We did a show on Monday, February 23rd, that is in our archives, and it was called And the All-Star Oscar Goes To. And we did the Joyce, Barry, and Friends Special Oscar Awards uh, that was inspired by the uh, real Oscars over that past weekend. So we gave out all our Oscars. And unfortunately, John Bell was not there to receive his in person. So let me give it to you now, John Bell. A 45-year radio veteran, John Bell is my favorite radio personality of all time. John was the voice of reason on Z100 for over 28 years. Their huge loss is our huge gain, always the voice of reason. John has a never-ending supply of food for thought. People have a considerable appetite for his wise words. We are always hungry to hear what John has to say, be it in the written word on Facebook, where he has thousands of followers, or who knows how many millions of followers on this, the Joyce Barry and Friends Worldwide Radio Show. So, John, let me present you with our all-star Oscar, <laughs> and we were sorry you couldn't be at our real Oscar award ceremony. Well, I much appreciate the Oscar, uh, Joyce, and, and uh, I'm going to keep it on a mantelpiece uh, someplace close by uh, as soon as you send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping... <laughs> and pick it up in person. I love being well, with the we voice can, we of can reason. Well, we can talk about that. We can, we can work on that. <laughs> I definitely want to work on that. I remember a time way before I moved to Florida that you were always in Florida. You were in Florida a lot. I think it was Miami. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, it was Miami and uh, Palm Beach and uh, Wellington, all along the coast there. Um, Boca Raton, I knew some folks down there and dated someone there for a while, too. And is that dating situation still going on? No, unfortunately it's not. didn't work out uh, as well as I like. And commuting in a dating relationship is a tough thing to do, which is a topic for another show. But flying back and forth between here uh, in New Jersey and Florida, you know, to keep a relationship going is tough. So um, it, it kind of wore itself out. Well, I was hoping you'd have a relationship. It would give you a reason to get back here sooner. Always a pleasure to be with you, John Bell. The bells always ring when we're around John Bell. And let me also share with you, in uh, that show, the all-star Oscar goes to, once again, in our archives, the full show, and mostly everyone else was there to get their Oscar in person. But another uh, absentee person was our most amazing guest in the all-star team, Stefan Ryback, and my absolutely amazing advisor and show consultant. Stefan came up with the name of the show, Joyce Barry and Friends, and that gave birth to the whole concept for the show, to have a different guest and a different topic on each show. I will never forget his words. Joyce, it's over. When he completely supported me in giving up my partnership with three powerful men on the show I was doing with them each weekday for about a year and a half. Stefan kept telling me to have my own show. Joyce, it's over. Get your show. And then he came up with the title and the rest is history. Stefan's creative input, his feedback, his suggestions are always right on, always amazing. No wonder Stefan Ryback is my most amazing guest. So here is your all-star Oscar, Stefan Ryback. Joyce Berry, thank you very much. You have me smiling and blushing. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know what you're going to do with your Oscar. Well, Joyce, first of all, I want to say that um, you 
becoming the big success that uh, that you've become in your radio show, becoming as popular uh, as it has, um, is not a surprise to me. What is a surprise to me is that you followed my advice and, and were successful <laughs> in, in spite of that. <laughs> but as for oh, what I'm going to do with the Oscar, like John... I'm going to wait for it to arrive in the mail, and I'm going to polish that thing up. I'm going to put it on the fireplace mantle and proudly show it to everybody who enters the home. It'll be one of my I, most treasured possessions. And I just want to share with our folks that out of your home, you're losing your most treasured possession. It's my understanding your daughter is getting married in 10 days. So a hearty congratulations to you on that. You want to give a shout-out to your daughter, Nicole. My eldest daughter, Nicole, and her most wonderful fiancé, Greg, are getting married in 10 days, 10 days from today. On Thursday, March the 19th at high noon, it is a destination wedding. Uh, they are getting married at uh, the wedding pavilion at Disney, Florida. Wow. So when people say, I really want to go to Disney, uh, they just might be talking about your daughter's wedding. They just might be, but she's uh, she's a, a obviously I'm biased because she's my daughter, but she's a very um, positively motivated person, very enthusiastic, uh, very happy person, very loving, very giving, very thoughtful, very generous. Uh, she's very bright. Um, always pushed herself to do really really well at school. Um, you know, um, some people are gifted with uh, the gift of being bright and. Um, don't really need to push themselves, so to speak. But as, as bright as Nicole is, uh, she always pushed herself to do even better. Uh, the, way, the way that I like to put it is she's an A student who always pushed herself to get A+. Plus. You know, she could have coasted, so to speak, but chose not to. And she was very, very diligent uh, in, in, in how she applied herself at school, and, and that has carried into her uh, adult life. So when, when Nicole and Greg came to my wife and I about a year ago and said that their dream was to have a destination wedding, and the destination was Disney, then my wife and I said, you know, let's let's do that. That sounds like a lot of fun, and, and you deserve it. So that's what we're going to be doing in 10 days. And obviously as a dad, and John I'm sure can relate to this, you know, mixed mixed feelings. It, it's very positive feelings, but, you know, to um, – I don't want to say lose a daughter because I don't feel like I'm losing my daughter. Uh, I, feel, I do feel like I'm gaining a son. I feel like Greg is joining our family. Uh, but in a sense, it's a, it's a bittersweet moment. Um, I don't know if I'm expressing myself properly, but just speaking from the heart, it, it is a very bittersweet moment. Absolutely, and I understand it completely, Stefan, because in a sense, as you say, you're not losing a daughter, but you are giving up a, a kind of a portion of the responsibility you've always had for her, because now she has someone else in her life who is uh, responsible for seeing that she has a good life and then sharing a life with her. And, and it's kind of like letting go a little bit. And yes. that I, I sense is that feeling I know that I had when my daughter got married that, wow, you know, she was all mine until today, and now I have <laughs> to share her with somebody else. <laughs> well, I gave, I, I gave Greg some advice, two bits <laughs> of advice. I said, Greg, you're, you're marrying a, a Ryback woman, and I've been married to uh, my wife for over 31 years. Let, let me give you some great advice. <laughs> on um, how, how to be successful in your marriage with Nicole. Uh, advice number one, uh, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Advi advice number two, <laughs> advice number two, keep your wallet open. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a similar kind of advice for, for my daughter's husband. I told him there are only two words he needs to learn to have a successful marriage, and that is, yes, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so similar advice. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> similar advice, but, you know, it, it brings me, uh, you know, to our, our, our topic today, overcoming mm -hmm. obstacles, because, John, uh, as you know, and, and Joyce, uh, as you know, whether it's marriage or uh, a, a very intimate relationship with somebody, uh, you have to work at it, and, and you have to overcome obstacles. 
and so I'm excited about today's show um, and, and sharing a little bit of information with our listeners around the world on how to uh, overcome obstacles and 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 be more successful, be be happier, be more joyous, and uh, achieve a level of of of, of success that. Um, that is definitely attainable with a little bit of stick to Absolutely. You know, uh, Stefan and, and Joyce, my, my understanding of obstacles to success in life has evolved. In the first two decades of my life, I thought almost all the obstacles to my potential were external. It was going to be who's going to give me a job, am I going to get a good college education, uh, where am I going to live, uh, will I find someone to marry. But all of those things were things I looked outside at. As I've aged, and in the last two decades of my life, I've discovered that almost all of the external obstacles disappear. And I realize now that most of the obstacles in my life, and I have a feeling in most people's lives, are really internal obstacles. It's the way we see what's going on in the world around us and the way we react to it that establishes our our obstacles. Um, If we feel we're not going to be successful, the old idea of if you believe it, you can achieve it. Well, if you don't believe it, you can't achieve it. And what I've begun to see is that the things we set up as obstacles externally are really things we should manage internally. And that has become a major difference in me in the way I look at obstacles in life now. John, one of the things that, that I've wanted to ask you, and I and I hope you don't mind me putting you on the spot. No. Uh, and b- before I ask the question, I'll, I'll set it up for the audience. For those who may not know John, John ha- has been a highly, hugely successful radio personality uh, here in the United States for decades. And for almost 30 years, you were on um, one of the most successful radio stations in the world, Z100. You had what's acknowledged as a fantastic career, uh, one to be admired uh, by many people. I'm sure during all your time, John, you, you, you had obstacles come your way during your radio career. How did you get around them? You know, of course, I think everybody runs into obstacles in whatever career they choose, and, and in one that's that's highly public or one that uh, that kind of limits the number of people who can get a chance to participate in it, there are all kinds of obstacles. That's what kind of winnows out the field. But what I found is that once I approached the obstacle as something I could do something about, um, I was able to overcome it. It's when we see an obstacle as being external, when it's the boss who is keeping me from succeeding. It's my competitors who are keeping me from succeeding. It's my family who limits my time, and therefore I can't succeed. Once we begin to realize that those are excuses, my boss can't limit my ability, nor can my competitors limit my success if I do not allow it. But if I decide, well, this boss doesn't like me, so I'm never going to get any better than I am now, never going to get a better job here than I have now, that's the mistake I think so many people make, is that they see these these external things as obstacles when really those things are just challenges. And internally we have to decide that we're not not going to allow them to be obstacles. So I overcame almost all of them that I understood to be obstacles during my lifetime. I, I was I had a very successful career. People say to me, well, didn't you ever want to have your own show, John? And I said, no, you know, I really didn't. I enjoyed ensemble radio because I thought it was an opportunity to, to share ideas and share experiences and entertain an audience with a group. Um, I, I had never really thought about doing a show all by myself, although that's how I started in radio, doing a telephone talk show. But um, I think that the ability to see external things as challenges rather than obstacles um, is what enabled me to overcome them. You know, one of the things that I've done as a as a hobby mm-hmm. uh, is study the lives of very, very successful people. Um you know, people like Bill Gates and Albert Einstein and Ben Franklin and Richard Branson and Oprah oh, yeah. Winfrey, Thomas Edison, uh, even modern-day people such as Jay-Z and, and, and Jim Carrey and Steven Spielberg. Um, you look at their lives and, and, and you look at some of the things that they went through, and these are people who you know, are acknowledged as leaders in their field or were leaders in their field when they were alive, and some of them overcame really 
tremendous obstacles. You know, Stephen mm-hmm. King, acknowledged as one of the greatest authors of our time, a lot of people don't know that his first novel was rejected 30 times. Uh, if it wasn't for his wife, uh, the book Carrie uh, may not have ever existed. Mm-hmm. Um, he was consistently, Stephen King was consistently rejected by different publishing houses. And in fact, um, uh, there's a very famous story that uh, St- King actually gave up and threw the first book, his first book, into the trash. And his wife uh, retrieved the manuscript out of the trash and she urged him to finish it. And, uh, you know, now his books have sold over 350 million copies. Isn't that exactly. amazing? It is amazing. And that, but that, that, uh, that storyline appears in so many people's lives. How many elections did Abraham Lincoln lose before he began to, to win them? And the founder of McDonald's, uh, the hamburger uh, franchise, had several business failures before he hit on a successful one. So I think there is a lesson, as you pointed out, to be learned from these very successful people, is they don't allow a single defeat to slow them down or stop them. They see it as as a learning experience and something to move on from. The fact that it didn't work only eliminates something that won't work. They then go to look for something that will work. And I think it's a lesson that all of us should learn from, is that obstacles are really just challenges. If we, if we run into one that stymies us or holds us back in some place, then what we have to do is look for another alternative, another opening, another opportunity. I, 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 um, I kind of equate it to a running back in football. When, when you are, are, are trying to gain ground in football and you run to the hole that's supposed to be open and it's not open, the good running backs know how to change direction and find a space that is open. They don't stop at the closed gate and say, well, this guy's in my way. I'll never be able to get any further, so I won't go. They recognize that as an obstacle they can't overcome and then move on to another in another direction. And people do that all the time in their lives, is to, is to find a, another way to be successful if the one you've tried isn't working. I greatly uh, admire Steven Spielberg. And in, in looking into his life, I found out that he was actually rejected from the University of Southern, Southern California twice. Mm-hmm. And, yes, uh, that's amazing when you think about it. Yeah, it, it's you know, here, here's certainly one of the most prolific filmmakers of all time. This uh, man has brought us Jaws and Jurassic Park and Schindler's List and E.T. and couldn't even get into the film school of his choice. And as I said, he was uh, rejected from USC twice. Um, I, I don't know, maybe education can be a little bit overrated, but in the end, I guess Spielberg got the last laugh when um, he was awarded an honorary degree by USC, and uh, he's also a trustee of the university. Well, and most people don't realize that Steve Jobs was was fired from from Apple for a time, and uh, and then his big success came after they realized they still needed him and brought him back. And that's when he made the uh, the company what it is today. I was reading just recently; it's 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 probably the wealthiest corporation in the world. The, Isn't that amazing? They're incredible, are incredible. So yeah, a failure is not a reason to quit. Failure just means you need to find a new approach, you know, try something different, uh, but not to give up. And that's one of the the lessons of learning to overcome obstacles in life, is that you. Um, you have to keep trying. You have to stay at it. You have to find a new way to succeed if the way you've been trying hasn't worked. I think that the the biggest handicap some people have is that they keep trying the unsuccessful approach over and over and over again rather than realizing that what they've chosen is, is an unsuccessful approach and they need to change it and find one that's more successful, more likely to, to succeed for them. John, that's great advice, really, really great advice. For, for people who, who are listening, who may be in a position where they feel stuck, I, I'm wondering if they're listening to you and I and Joyce and saying, well, geez, well, that advice sounds good. Well, if, somebody, if there's somebody in the audience who feels stuck right now, how, how do you think they should approach their situation now? Well, one of the things that, that I've discovered is that 
Um, well, everybody knows where the GPS is nowadays. It's a it's a, a directional device that'll get you from one place to another. And what I have discovered is that we all have internal GPSs about the way we live our lives. And we can become so dependent upon that GPS that we follow the same path over and over and over and over again and don't get to the destination we want to get to. We have to learn to reorient that that internal GPS. We have to say to ourselves, you know what, what I have been doing hasn't worked. And if I am uncomfortable where I am now, if I am unsuccessful where I am now, it's time for me to start thinking about alternative routes. How can I get to where I want to go? Um, and what I've been doing hasn't been working. Uh, I think, too, the other thing that I've learned about being stuck is that when you are stuck and you feel it, you generate an, an energy that is negative. People around you hear you saying, oh, I hate this job. I'm tired of working here. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something else. Wanting to do something else but generating this this negative energy by talking about how bad it is is not the way to get new doors open to you. If you can if you can hold on to a positive attitude, even when you're in a place where you feel stuck, hold on to a positive attitude, do the best you can within that environment, at the same time looking for other opportunities, then as you encounter life, you will find other people responding to your positivity, not to your constant complaint about, oh, this job sucks, I don't like what I'm doing, I'm tired of this, I wish I had a better job, that kind of thing. That kind of energy limits you. And it's energy that you project out into the world, whether you realize it or not. So when I'm around people who say, oh, I'm never going to make it because everybody's against me and I've been here for 10 years and I've never gotten a promotion, I see them as losing the fight themselves and projecting a loser's image to other people. Don't you think, though, John, that, that part of what prevents people from moving forward is is fear, fear of the unknown? I, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of the movie... Uh, you ever see the movie Moscow on the Hudson with uh, yes, I have. the yeah. late great Rob, Robin Williams and Excellent and um, he ex great movie. I, I think that was one of his first starring roles. But in mm-hmm. that movie, just to summarize for anybody who hasn't seen that movie, I believe uh, Robin came from Russia, right? He was in the Russian yes. circus yes. Yes. and um, came to the United States. Great, great, charming story. Uh, but anyway, the point that I'm getting at is he, he spoke of, Robin, Robin's character in the movie spoke of his relatives back in Russia. And, I, and, and as I recall, I think the discussion was, you know, how come more of your fellow countrymen aren't coming over here uh, to, to attempt a new life here in the United States? And, and, and Robin's character responded something to the effect of they're too busy holding on to their misery. Because it's exactly. their misery, and they exactly. cherish their misery, and they, ca- they caress their misery every day. So as much as they dislike their misery, it's the only thing they're hanging on to. Oh, Stefan, that is such a great point to make, and so important for people to realize, is that it is so easy to get stuck in an uncomfortable place. And the fear factor that you mentioned is, all right, uh, it's almost a sense of the devil I know is better than the devil I don't know. Or the situation I'm in now, no matter how bad it is, is probably better than than if I try something else and fail at that. That'll make things even worse. So the, the discomfort with where you are, um, kind of encircled by the fear of going someplace new, is what keeps people locked in that in that position that they don't appreciate. And the the only way to deal with that is to get over the fear of trying something new, the, the, the fear of doing something new, of going someplace new, and opening up your horizons. Um, getting stuck is uh, is probably one of the worst things you can do in life because your life, in all, for all intents and purposes, ends in that place you are stuck in, and uh, nobody really wants that. You know, John, what, what would you do if somebody came up to you and said, hey, John, I, I, I listened to you on the radio for many years. You're a really, really successful guy. Um, I want to move forward, but I can't. I feel stuck. What would your advice be? How, how does somebody get unstuck? What do you think? Well, the first thing I, I look at is I say to them, uh, I would say to them, what are the things you think are locking you into this place you're in, this, you're pr- pr- promoting this kind of stuck feeling? And as they enumerate them, you find that almost all of them are things they can do something about. For example, I've had people say to me, you know, I really want to, want to branch out and do something new, but I just don't have the time. 
And then there is the age-old response. Everybody has 24 hours a day. That's all we have. The successful people don't have more hours than we have. It's time management, something I can control. That The fact that I don't have the time means I am not using my time in a way that allows me to expand and grow. So finding those obstacles and eliminating one at a time. For example, people will also say, <coughs> my family doesn't believe in me. And that may be true, uh-huh. but that doesn't mean that you can't believe in you. And if you allow your family's attitude about how far you can go, I know there are families who say to say even to their children, no, you shouldn't try that because you can't make a living at that in 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 that field, and it's very difficult, and not very many people are successful. Um, you should try something else. When you allow other people to make that decision for you or to limit your ability to make a decision, then what you've done is you've allowed them to become an obstacle in your path, and that really shouldn't happen. You don't need to. There's that great Shel Silverstein poem about listen to the do's and don'ts and listen to the won'ts. I I, I shouldn't quote it because it's so good that I can't do it, but it ends <laughs> with uh, everything is possible, son, everything is possible. And um, and I think that I would say to people, look at the things you see as obstacles uh, that are limiting your, your progress or limiting your growth, and then realize that you can do something about every one of them, really. John, don't you think that when uh, a well-meaning family member or somebody who may be, quote-unquote, a good friend um, says those kind of things to, to someone, don't do it, instilling fear don't you think that's an opportunity to see how bad you really want it yourself i know that's been the case for me it absolutely is and it's and it's in a sense it's almost a test that life uh imposes upon you i had a teacher back in grade school who when i was getting ready to go to high school (coughs) told me i should um i should think in terms of taking up a trade because i would be more successful at a trade than i would going into the college preparatory course in high school and I went home ready to accept that um, and told my parents and my mother hit the ceiling. She said, no way. She said, there's no reason at all for you not to take the college preparatory course in high school. Uh, you don't need to follow a trade unless that's something you want to do. And my mother was the one who convinced me that I shouldn't listen to the person outside. But what I see that as, and, and a lot of people will say things like that to you, including family members, as a way they think of softening the blow. Life is hard. Life is difficult. Uh, Don't try something that you might fail at. It's better to find something safe and secure and follow that. That's usually bad advice. People need to make the decisions themselves about where they want to go and what they want to do. And not take advice from outside people, from other people, family members, friends, but not put yourself in a position of having them decide for you what you should do with your life. Great advice, John. Absolutely great advice. I want to interject here for a moment, Coach Joyce here, and I want to give some of my own great advice as a decades-long success coach. And my great advice is, folks, for you to listen to the show each and every morning uh, with all that it has to offer you in staying positive and moving forward in your life. And here, in the wise words of Beverly Nadler, is why you should. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day, a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends, 
are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one internet radio show. And, folks, we ask you to partner up with us in having that happen. Simply go to Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and friends.com. You will see my picture on the upper left, and right under that, if you click follow, you will know about every show, every guest, every topic. So you need not miss any show, especially those of you who cannot join us when we are on live around the world at 11 a.m. Eastern because all shows go into our archives. I just want I want to ask both of you one, uh, one or two questions before I turn it back to you two. You're doing a fabulous job. Stefan, what was the biggest obstacle you overcame? Myself. Mm. My, Good myself. answer. My, my, the, the biggest obstacle that I have ever faced and continue to face is myself and the little seeds of doubt and insecurity that creep into my mind uh, before I begin a a new project. Um, As positive of a person as I think I am, as grounded and spiritual of a person as I believe I am, I'm human like everybody else, and have these debates from one side of my brain to the other, uh, one side that says, you know, this is a great idea, jump in and do it and then there's the other side of my brain that says uh, you know comes up with ideas why i i I shouldn't do it the other obstacle um, the other thing that comes to mind joyce is um, the people in my radio career uh, who sowed seeds of planted seeds of doubt in my mind Um, as john knows the the radio business um it's a great industry um but there's a lot of ego in that industry and there's a lot of jealousy in that industry and uh, there were certain points in my career where people who either maybe were jealous of me for whatever reason or perhaps saw me as a threat for whatever reason would plant seeds of doubt in my mind uh would say hurtful things. And I would internalize that and say, well, geez, maybe they're right. Maybe I'm not as good as I think I might be. Maybe I shouldn't pursue this, that, or the other thing. Does does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, you, you, you summed it up, really, I think. It's not just the battle that you fought, Stefan, but the battle that all of us fight is that, uh, um, is that sense of, of hearing those negative thoughts put into your mind by other people or the negative thoughts that you generate on your own and then having to overcome them. I, I wanted to ask you a question, of, um, uh, Stefan, in that um, <coughs> excuse me, there is an inertia that takes place in life and in, in the physical world. Inertia means that you're, something is stuck in a place and it, it, can't, it isn't going to move. It's going to stay in that one place. It takes an outside force, another energy, to move that uh, that thing off the spot where it, that it occupies. And I think so many of us get into places in our lives where we are kind of we're inert, we're stuck where we are. And I'm wondering whether you ever felt that in your career. Did you ever find yourself saying, "I'm so comfortable here, and this suits me pretty well. Maybe I should just settle back and enjoy this, and not try for anything new." Absolutely, John. And it was mm-hmm. at those exact moments where I would get a kick in the rear end uh, that, that would uh, sometimes, uh, on more than one occasion, being fired uh, yes, from a job. exactly. exactly. Uh, when I least expected it, that really shook me to the core and forced me to look at what I was doing, look at myself from a different perspective and, and made a move. And actually it was in the, those lowest moments of my career uh, where I made the greatest advances. 
Oh, that that is great information for people to understand because most people see those traumatic moments in their careers, a firing or a change in job in some way, a demotion or a lack of a, a promotion as failures, as setbacks. But actually, they can innovate you into doing a better and bigger job than you've been doing before. And, and I think that's something we need to look for. In each of those negative experiences, just as you discovered, you if you call upon your inner resources, you can really build yourself to the point where you you end up better than you were before because you're determined not to let that, that setback become permanent or become something that holds you back forever. One of the people who um, was such a great influence on my life was my uh, deceased mother. I lost my mom oh, about 16 or 17 months ago, mm-hmm. so her passing is still kind of sort of fresh in, in my heart and in my mind, but she was a, she was a woman who overcame a lot uh, in her life. Um, she was uh, born and raised on a farm in, in southeastern Poland, and um, one day she was um, out on the farm uh, doing her schoolwork, sitting underneath a tree, and she heard a loud noise approaching in the sky. And my mother told a story of looking up and seeing airplanes coming, uh, this mass of airplanes coming, and mm. these silver things falling from the bottom of the airplane, and little did she realize it was the Nazi Air Force bombing the the railroad uh, in in the town. And um, that was the start of World War II. My mom was uh, a young girl. Start of World War II, she was uh, 14 years old. Wow. And um, two, three years later, my mom was walking through town. She lived near a town called Lublin, Poland, which, as I said, is in southeastern Poland. Mm-hmm. And my mother was uh, captured by the Nazi forces and, and arrested for no reason at all and put into a holding cell with other young, able-bodied Polish people. And uh, the next day was put on a train and uh, shipped uh, to Germany. And during the course of the war, my mother was forced to to serve as slave labor uh, to the Nazi forces. And she, um, she lived for most of that time. She was a maid in the household of a German war officer. And my mother's living quarters were up in the attic, and the ceiling was so low, she... The only way she could walk in her in and out of her bedroom was was hunched over, and I, I think of a 16 or 17 year old Polish girl, beautiful Polish girl, that being my mom Maria, and and the things that that went, must have gone through her mind during that experience, and um, as we know, millions and millions and millions of people were tragically lost during World War II, but my mother, through the good grace of God, um, was not one of them. She survived that experience and ended up meeting my dad, who was in the Polish army during World War II, and we all know that the Polish army didn't put up, wasn't able to put up much of a fight against the very advanced uh, forces. German that, army, that, yeah. The, the Germans, you know, the, the Germans had tanks and airplanes, and, and the Polish army had... Um, had uh, guys riding on horses, and, and so they were just overrun. And my father was in a POW camp for um, for war officers for over four years and um, told me stories of being tortured. And, you know, obviously he could have been somebody who died during that experience, but, but he survived. And so you had these two survivors who overcame horrific, I mean, just God-awful. It, it, it's, it's so bad it sounds like it's a movie, but it was the real life that my father lived and the real life that my, that my mother lived, and they met after the war. And... Uh, came to America, literally came to America on a boat and, and started a new life here. And I think about the fears that, that they must have lived every day, hour after hour, day after day, year after year. And I, uh, so I got great inspiration from them because I, I thought about the things that they could have gone through. So me having a, a little problem at the radio station uh, kind of paled. It's laughable in comparison, right? 
Oh, absolutely. Well, and that's, Stefan, that, that I was thinking here story. how many years I know you, and we've been very good friends, and I never knew any of this. I've got to listen to Joyce Barry and Friends to find out. <laughs> Amazing stories like this. But I just want to go back to you for a moment and then over to John. What would you say was your biggest lesson in life, Stefan? To believe in myself when nobody else would, that um, that I am a divine creation, that um, I'm made in the image and likeness of God. And I am far from perfect because human beings are imperfect beings but my uh the things that make me imperfect actually give me an opportunity to work on those things and become better at it and that you know i am and i am blessed with certain gifts uh as we all are and um, my responsibility during my time here as a sp- spiritual being having a human experience is to uh know what my gifts are to develop my gifts and use my gifts to honor and bless and assist other people. And I know that there are people who maybe think that that's a very trite way of looking at things, and admittedly there was a time in my life where I would hear somebody say that and and dismiss it offhandedly, but um, that's what I believe, and I'm speaking from the heart as to what what has helped me. Oh, and I just great. want to say you're the mo- one of the most spiritual people I know, always with good advice. And, folks, you can hear a lot more of where that came from by going to facebook.com forward slash Stefan, S-T-E-F-A-N, Ryback, R-Y-B-A-K. You will always find positive messages each and every day. So I, I frequent that page quite a bit. John Bell, I want to go over to you. What was your biggest obstacle, the biggest one you overcame? It was the it was all of the stories I had heard as a as a youngster um, that 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 said that my life was going to be limited. There were going to be things that I couldn't do. Um, I was raised in a family. We were a black Amer- an African American family, and the notion was was passed on to me even when they were attempting to be positive my father would say things like you can't be like the other kids you have to be better you have to be able to overcome obstacles that are people going to people are going to put in your way so and i heard uh, you know you should if you're going to get married you should marry one of your own if you're going to buy a house you should buy it in a neighborhood where your own people live all of these things were taught to me as a way of hopefully they thought saving me from the pain and and difficulty of life in a in a country and you have to understand that I was born in 1934 so there was still a lot of uh, of uh, segregation uh, the public schools hadn't been integrated yet um wow. when I was going to school so I went down to DC to when I started college and went into a place and ordered a hamburger and they brought it to me in a brown paper bag and said you can't eat it in here you can sit out on the steps outside and eat it and um so but I had been programmed by all of these things by people trying to protect me so I thought okay there are all these obstacles to my life and I had a choice. I could either decide that I was going to accept all those obstacles and accept whatever lesser role in life I could have, or I could decide to ignore them and to test them and to press against them and then to make attempts to change them, which is what I did. And um, I would never have had the career I had um, if it had not been the fact that at that very early time in my life, I decided that um, that I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna take all the inhibitions and all the restrictions and all of the things that my well-meaning parents and family and friends were were imposing upon me and say you know what um, I don't buy all this and it doesn't have to be this way and I'm not gonna give up now you know I'm gonna check it out and see if I can't change some of this stuff so that was so what my was biggest your biggest thought. lesson and the, that you want to let people know about the biggest life lesson that affected you personally you mean an individual opportunity or or something well, general? however you want to read into that you shared you know about well, these it, obstacles i know for yeah. one that because we go back a long time that people said john you're not going to make it in radio they keep bringing uh-huh. in very very young people and you withstood yeah. the test of time 
Well, because one of the things that I discovered, maybe it's kind of a general principle, is that obstacles look bigger and more insurmountable before you challenge them than they do once you take them on. Amen. And if you just stand back and look at it as an obstacle, it can frighten you and it can it can uh, deter you from trying to do anything about it. But what I discovered is that the minute you begin to challenge it, you find the weaknesses in that obstacle. You find the cracks in that armor. You find the the, the breakthrough areas, the, the places where you can make it change. And You may not be able to do everything that you want with it, but if, when you stand back and look at it, it looks immense and overwhelming and impossible. But the moment you step toward it and start to challenge the obstacle, no matter what it is, the minute you begin to say, no, I'm not going to just accept all of this. I'm going to do what I can to change it and see if I can't get around it or over it or under it or something. Then you begin to see the obstacle shrinking in size and shrinking in intensity. It begins to become something you feel you can deal with, you can overcome. And that's very, very important. I tell people not to stand back because somebody uh, tells them they can't do something. Challenge that that concept, and you begin to see that maybe you can. And, folks, John Bell is our very own The Voice of Reason. Make him your voice of reason. Hear more of what he has to say in his incredible website, johnbelltoday.com. johnbelltoday.com. I love the website. Always fresh, always in the moment. I get so much out of it. And also on Facebook, where he has thousands of followers, that would be facebook.com forward slash johnbell. Uh, interestingly, on his website, when John Bell posts just about anything, hundreds of people check like, hundreds of people have comments to make. So more about the voice of reason and what that voice has to say, johnbelltoday.com and also on Facebook. Let me go back to both of you and take a couple of moments to wrap up uh, the message you want to leave our listeners with. Why don't we start with you, Stefan? I have a story that I think is going to resonate, and it's a story about one of the most successful and richest people in the world today, but this person didn't always have it so easy. She grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and she was repeatedly molested by her cousin, uncle, and a family friend, and uh, eventually ran away from home. And at age 14, she gave birth to a baby boy who died shortly thereafter. But this tragic past did not stop her from becoming the force she is today. She excelled as an honors student in high school. She won an oratory contest, which secured her a full scholarship to college. She became massively successful on television through a talk show. Uh, became an entrepreneur, and uh, I would say has the admiration of millions of people around the world. And by the way, she has a net worth of about $3 billion, and her name is Oprah Winfrey. Oh, boy. Yes. And, of course, I knew you were referencing Oprah, who's my hero, <laughs> who's who I adore, and, and my, one of my major goals regarding the show is to have Oprah as my guest. So, That's why I you mentioned know, listening, uh, I, I knew you would like that story, Joyce. <laughs> of course. I do, and I love Oprah, and uh, I, I think she made a remarkable contribution uh, to our history, to our culture. Anything else, Stefan, before we uh, go over to John? Anything else just, you want to share? I just want to thank you so much for the opportunity to be on your show, Joyce, uh, especially to be on with um, – uh, John, who I greatly admire and respect, and it's just a, a thrill to uh, quote unquote share the microphone with John today. <laughs> well, and thank I, you so I much can... for, no, yeah, for say, being I, on I our echo show. That feeling. It's exactly how I feel about being on with Stefan. Oh, thanks. We have to do more of these shows. I'm thinking the next one should be on the number one cause of divorce. Do you know what that is? Is it marriage? 
Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I can envision a show with the two of you. I was laughing so hard with your comments earlier on. So hopefully you'll accept my invitation and we'll do a, a fun show, a serious show, all of the above show on marriage. Uh, over to you, John Bell. What would you like to say in closing? I'd like to go back to a little-known gentleman who I read about when I was in in, uh, college. His name is Viktor Frankl, and the book that I read was called Man's Search for Meaning. Viktor Frankl was a a Holocaust survivor who was in Auschwitz prison uh, concentration camp uh, during the Second World War, and he survived it somehow, and when his time there was over, he was interviewed by a man who wrote a book about him, who said, why did you not commit suicide? Why? What made you stay alive when so many others died? And Frankel's response was pretty direct and pretty simple, and I think it, 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 it can relate to all of us. He said, when you have something to live for, the how of living becomes easier. And I think that is so important in our lives, is that no matter what obstacles we face, if we have a reason to succeed, if we have a reason to go on, if we have a reason to fight, as as uh, Stefan just said, if you have a spiritual uh, faith, as I do, uh, and you have a family or you have friends or you have um, other reasons why you want to be a good person, a successful person, a person who overcomes obstacles, when you have those reasons, the how of living becomes a little bit simple, simpler. No matter how difficult it becomes, you overcome those obstacles. Viktor Frankl was, a, was able to stay alive because he had a reason to live. He had a family. He had a faith. He had things about him that made life important to him. And so he was able to overcome the years in Auschwitz uh, concentration camp. So uh, just as the stories that Stefan has told, when you are able to face major obstacles, I mean really major obstacles that, that require you to draw on inner strengths that you may not even know you had, but your faith, your family, your desire to succeed, your desire to be better, your desire to get out of the rut you're in, your desire not to be stuck someplace, your desire to to improve your life and improve the lives of people you love and you care about, that drive can help you to overcome obstacles. And certainly if, if, if a man like Franco could survive a concentration camp, most of us can get over a boss who uh, doesn't like us. Absolutely. I really am very grateful to both of you. I thought this show was awesome, and I listen to my shows every day. I want to do more of the two of you kind of shows. I would love the next one to be marriage or marriage and divorce, whatever it is you'd like. But a really heartfelt thank you to both of you for having this work out and a great topic, great information. The voice of reason, John Bell, our most amazing guest, Stefan Ryback. Uh, looking forward to a lot more shows just like this. And in closing, I want to share with you my special prayer for all of you, and that is to make this the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May this be the first day, the first day of extraordinary wishes granted and new dreams coming true. Make it the most meaningful year of making more money, good health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories, and manifesting marvelous miracles. And folks, I deeply believe in miracles. I believe they are all around us. I believe you will be visited by them every day if only you believe in them and are open to receiving them. Go out there, celebrate your life, your friends, your resources. Celebrate the good that you know in your heart and soul will come your way. Here is our celebration song. Coming up. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop I heard a voice. It was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. 
He is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired by her show. And her poetry was just so good, you know. I want to listen to Joyce again and again. As Joyce would say, if not now, when? He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce knows all about having fun. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. She's a coaching sensation for not just me or you or her. It's for everyone. You can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Wow. <laughs> Have a fantastic day and listen to Joyce Barry and friends. <laughs> Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.